0: Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch podcast with Dr. Devia Shepherd, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Devia Shepherd. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ladies Power Lunch. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to say a special hello to everybody who's joining us over on Facebook, and if you're catching this on the replay if you're catching this on our youtube channel or if you're catching this on our podcast welcome 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 we're having this amazing conversation it has been ongoing for the past couple of weeks and we're talking about mastering your money mindset now here's the thing we all are working harder and doing more and growing our businesses and that's wonderful but What about the energy associated with the mindset that we are bringing to our businesses? And could we be working in a smarter way? Could we be bringing a different kind of energy to our work? Could we be even being better with our clients just by shifting the way that we think about money? I am really excited today because joining us all the way from New Zealand, yes, ladies, and the few gentlemen who join us from time to time. Joining us all the way from New Zealand is Natalie, and she is a money mindset expert. I know a couple of things about money mindset, but they pale in comparison to the wisdom that Natalie is going to share with us today. So I'm really, really looking forward to having this conversation. Welcome, Natalie. Can you share with everybody? who you are, and what it is that you do.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. And I'm also coming to you from the future, as we just discussed. It's Friday here already in New Zealand. Kind of trippy, isn't it? Um, I also wouldn't call myself a money mindset expert, but I do uh, love talking about money and wealth creation and also just um All the ways in which your money might be blocking your money mindset might be blocking your ability to earn more and make more of an impact. So, I would say I'm like a leading learner in that space and continually learning because I think it is a journey that we all need to go on. Um, So, yeah, a little background about me based in New Zealand, obviously, but for gosh, about six and a half, seven years, I was actually based overseas. Um, traveling the world, living out of my suitcase, and some people may know the brand, The Suitcase Entrepreneur. So when I first started my business back in 2009 or 10, I had a humble blog. I was actually doing what you are doing, interviewing women, especially in the tech industry, because I'd co-founded a tech startup. And I was just curious about why there weren't more women CEOs or co-founders in the tech industry. So I started interviewing women about that on my blog, um, made all the fun mistakes, like not having an email list early on. I think I called it woman's world when I first started. And I was just really passionate about learning from other women how to grow your business, be smarter about things, as you were just saying, really live the lifestyle that you wanted, but also have the income to support it. And from that came the suitcase entrepreneur, which was literally when I started saying, hang on a minute, I've got A workshop. I've built an online course. Why can't I do this from anywhere? So I was just really curious back then. Why couldn't I take my business on the road? And why couldn't I run it from a laptop and a Wi-Fi connection? Um, And that's exactly what I decided to do. I decided to leave Canada where I was, travel to the US, build this online course, and then go to Argentina on a one-way ticket just to see what it's like to live in Argentina. And then I continued to bounce around the world for around six and a half years full-time living from one suitcase, um, which is nuts, hence the suitcase entrepreneur. And during that time was able to build my business to multiple six-figure, I would say online education business, teaching others how to either quit their job um, and build an online business that they could take anywhere, or just giving people the ability to figure out how to design their career or business around their lifestyle goals versus business taking over their life which I'm sure a lot of the women in this group in this club and in your community have probably felt. So I'm huge on freedom, uh, lifestyle freedom, time freedom and financial freedom and I've kind of re-engineered my life to be all about that over the years Um, and so I'm super happy to talk more about that today. Um, But since coming back to New Zealand around three years ago I went through the fun process of reinventing myself, moving away from the suitcase entrepreneur, because after that longer time, as the original digital nomad, as a lot of people used to call me, I wanted to reach more people um, and I wanted to specifically help more women make more income and impact. So these days I'm a monetization coach and I think my superpower is showing you how to tap into your potential, take all your skills, experience and knowledge and actually monetize that with different ways and different offers that can actually bring you in the income that you want and make the impact that you'd like to make.
0: So this is all very, very interesting. I mean, you just decided to check out what it would be like to live in Argentina for a while. I think that's amazing. I think more of us should be able to have that opportunity if we so choose. I'm wondering You could teach entrepreneurs about just about anything since, you know, you were part of a digital startup, you've done all these different things. Why are you teaching women about how how money works?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think it's like a long-held dream because I've noticed along the way, including with myself, just how much your mindset has to do with how abundant you feel and how much energy you bring into your world and how many clients and customers and how you charge what you're worth, get paid what you're worth. And more importantly for me, I think the underlying cause of it is that We know that when one woman does well, she tends to create a ripple effect in her community and bring that growth to others. So if I can help, one of my missions is actually to help a thousand women earn 10K a month or more so that they can feel abundant, have more income and contribute at least 1% of their revenue to help other women and girls who are upcoming to do that. For themselves. So I just know that women are so generous in that respect and we do create a ripple effect and we've been shown um, and it's been proven through research that when one woman succeeds, so many others do because we actually help the economy and we help the community. So I guess that's where it came from and also because women are notoriously uh, bad at undercharging, at not charging what they're worth, at um, not managing money in a way that allows them to build wealth and uh, giving a lot of things away for free. Um, and I'm, you know, I've invested in property over the years and crypto in my business and my team and myself, and I've just seen the leaps and growth that I've had from that. And I want more women to be thinking about that versus just always giving or, you know, working kind of nine to five or working just in time. So I'm just really curious, I guess, and passionate about helping women achieve what they want to achieve.
0: Amazing. I feel like you're in my brain. This is so wonderful. (laughs) You know, we had a conversation with another entrepreneur who is part of our community, Celeste Hartwell, early on, and she said money wants women and money wants women because when women Mm -hmm. have money, they do amazing things in the community. They're supporting each other. They're taking care of their children. They're taking care of their family. They're donating to charities. They're doing all these wonderful things with money. So I absolutely agree. I think it's a wonderful thing for women to be comfortable with money, to be able to charge their worth, to Mm -hmm. stop under earning, to start being abundant. And I love your goal, for social entrepreneurship i think that is such such a laudable goal as far as ladies power lunch goes you know we commit to donating a percentage of our profits to supporting the ladies power lunch fund which supports women entrepreneurs who are in need and i am a firm Beautiful. believer in that i am all about that. So I feel like there is definitely a kinship and thought that we're Mm -hmm. having for sure. So when you're when you're meeting with clients, you know, people who are thinking that you might be somebody who they might want to work with, who are the kinds of people who would generally find working with you to be beneficial?
1: Yeah, and I love this question because I think it's something that all women need to do in business is really understand their ideal customer, or as I like to call it, your red carpet client. Mm. Because over the years, like I used to work with a lot of newbies and beginners who I love to bits. Like I love showing people how to start and build a business. And I you know, I still do in many ways, but over the years, I've realized that women who have had a business for even if it's six months to a year or more and are hitting some blocks around their growth their income, their systems, their tools, their team, all those things that, you know, you get to a certain point and you want to stop the hustle and you actually want to expand um, with ease and grace and flow is one of my favorite lines to put in there and not just to put in there, but to live by. How can I make this easy? How can I make this graceful? How can I be in flow? I've realized over the years, I love working with women who are pretty much ready to invest in themselves and willing to take action. So they're done with sitting around thinking about all the things they want to learn, but they're not going to become that person who just constantly buys courses or products or goes to retreats and soaks it all up and then doesn't take action. Um, so I've always been a fan of action takers who are willing to get uncomfortable with where they're at and stretch themselves beyond where they are and really willing and um, to be coached and mentored, because I think there's a difference, as you probably know, you know, in coaching, you get people to find the answers themselves through questions and with mentoring you can often give direct feedback and advice so that they can take action so I call it moaching is probably one of my favorite things to do Um, yeah and it's a combination right because if you teach people to fish they will be able to fish for the rest of their life but sometimes people just need that direct Natalie what do I need to do around this for sponsorships or you know what should I be putting the price on this offer and so I love the combination of allowing people to find their way but also helping them with a good bit of kick-ass um, motivation and energy and advice on the way um, and so I have women from around the world in my 10k club which is my primary sort of offer these days over the years I've had eight or nine revenue streams but I'm really narrowing it down um, as I grow older and wiser to just put all my energy and focus into helping these women to make more income and impact Um, and they're from all around the world which I've always had I think ever since I was a suitcase entrepreneur because I lived in so many different countries
0: Mm -hmm. and went to
1: so many places and I am from New Zealand myself and I just get the global world and the arena and I I love that yeah, I don't feel we need to limit ourselves when we're Why online. Why
0: should we? This is so it's great. It's fascinating.
1: When I remember when I came back to New Zealand the first time and somebody said, "Oh, so do you teach that in New Zealand?" and I was like, "No, no, I teach that all around the world." Like, you know, I jump on Zoom and we have people from many people from Europe, many people from North America, and many people from Africa, and many people from down under, Australia and New Zealand. But honestly, I have probably about 23 different nations reflected in my 10K club. Um, and, yeah, almost all of them have been in business for at least a year or have a career that they really enjoy because there's nothing wrong with a career you enjoy, but also a business that they're growing to complement that. Um, and, and as I said, I think the single biggest factor that defines all of them is they're ready and willing to finally invest and make change and take a leap um, and do the work rather than just talk about what they'd like to have. So um, it's more detailed than that. I actually have an ideal avatar of exactly where they're at in their life and what, um, what their challenges are and what their pain points are and what they'd love for themselves as a vision. Um, and it's so interesting how when you get
0: clear on that, more of those people come into your world. Interesting. So uh, you are very, very focused on the women who are ready to take action. Would you say that there are a lot of women who are doing a lot of things, but they're just not ready to take action? What is happening there?
1: That's a great question. I think they are ready to take action, but they're busying themselves with all the things to make it feel like they're progressing or they're getting further, you know, like when we do busy work, or when we feel like we're being super productive in a day, like I talked to all these people, I like posted on social, I created this new thing. Um, it feels like you're getting somewhere, right? But the more focused you are on channeling your energy into the one thing that you'd like to become known for, the one thing that you can help people with, the less... Um, Like the less stress and overwhelm you have, actually, and the more clarity you have around to know if this is the only thing that I want to focus on, I can put 100% energy into it and get amazing results. So I don't think it's that they're not ready. They're maybe just not ready to give up the, the busy feeling or the I'm hyper achieving, but not actually measuring or tracking where I'm going because I've been there some days I'll I'll do so many things and I'll feel like yeah but I was like well which of those actually moved the needle on my mission on helping these thousand women to more money and to give to charities that they care about Um, so I think it's sometimes it's just being really honest with yourself the scary side of oh if I did just narrow down my niche and my focus and focus on this one thing how successful could I actually be how much of a difference could I make and sometimes people run away from that and they distract themselves with all the other things because they're scared of success
0: so you're saying that it's more of a fear that they're battling than anything else so let's say there's some of these types of women listening to us today what advice would you have for them
1: Yeah, I actually think it's either a fear of success or failure, which is pretty common, um, or it's not actually wanting to face up to the reality of how powerful they could be. And so, you know, we've all been there. We've hidden behind other things or I'm too busy or I haven't got time. Um, And sometimes I think that's just being really honest and saying, how much do I want this vision of mine? How much do I see this future of who I could be and what I could step into and how many people I could help? Um, and then there's always, I'm not going to say there's always just the lazy factor of, you know, like, Oh, I'd really love it all, but I'm not prepared to do the work. I'm not prepared to get up a little bit earlier. I'm not prepared to shut off all internet and just focus on this thing, or I'm not prepared to invest in a coach and really get some help. I like treading water on the same thing and making it feel like I'm going somewhere. So I think, cause I just realized I'm on a Swiss ball today so I can bounce around. Um, Yeah so I think it's either that fear of success or failure or it is just not wanting to acknowledge the commitment and work it's probably going to take to make your dreams a reality Um, and I get that because life gets busy, there's distractions, there's your relationship, there's your health, there's your wealth, um, there's all the things that go on and it does as an entrepreneur or even as a um, career woman, it takes a lot to be able to Uh, prioritize actually what really matters. And over the last few years, my partner and I built a tool for us to actually stay focused on our goals and dreams and prioritize and really look at where our time was going, what was important to us, what we kept putting off, because usually the things you keep putting off, uh, you think you need to do them because society maybe says these are important, but they're not really that important to you. Um, And we created this tool called LifePilot that really, after a while, we started to, at our geeky spreadsheet, track all our data on what we were setting as goals each year, each quarter, each month and each week. And then we started to look at, look, you seem to put this on your list every single week and you seem to miss it every single week. So is it actually really a priority or is it something that you said was important and isn't? And it really held up a mirror to both of us to be quite honest with ourselves on things. Um, And I'd love, you know, for those listening and watching to have a think about something that's maybe been on their list or agenda for, you know, whether it's weeks, months, or even years, maybe Mm -hmm. something that you've said, I'd really love to do this. I'd love for people to really question, is that something you'd really love to do? Is it? Because if it is, then you need to start, you know, actually blocking out time to make it happen, chunking it down into smaller doable things that you can turn up to every day. But if it's a long held dream, that's actually just not your dream anymore. Maybe it's somebody else's, maybe it's something you thought you should do. I give you permission to release it and instead create space and open up that space for the thing that you really want to do. So I think in short, the answer to your question is usually people aren't really clear on what their priorities are and what's truly meaningful to them about what they want to be doing.
0: Interesting there is an opportunity to have some conversation about really getting more clear and the path to clarity, but you brought something up that I was hoping to tap your brain about a little bit later on, but you just mentioned, you know, investing in, Mentorship or investing in coaching, and some people not being ready to do that sort of thing. What sort of advice do you have for our entrepreneurs about investing in getting some support in that way?
1: Yeah, I've been a big fan of it from the get-go. When I first started out, as I mentioned, I was in Vancouver with this tech company. And immediately I got enrolled in the, it was called the Women Mentor, Vancouver Women's Mentor Group. And up until that point, I didn't even know things like that existed. (laughs) They matched you with a successful entrepreneur. In my case, I actually got matched up with a guy, but most women got matched up with a female CEO. And it was so fascinating, Davia, because what happened is... I suddenly got to have a conversation with somebody who was five or 10 years ahead of me, who could give me advice and wisdom to fast track me to not obviously right where they were, but skip all the heartache and heartbreak and trying to figure everything out by yourself. And I think as women, often we, we're really good at showing up and caring for others and being generous in our time, but we don't often, again, value ourselves enough to go, could, could I get some of your time and energy on my challenge and specific problems so that I can you know take it to the next level or leapfrog to where you are without having to go through all the mistakes that you had Um, and so it actually requires you to be vulnerable and ask for help to say that you don't have all the answers or the knowledge to say that you would genuinely like some support and then to be open to that support and advice and and take it and run with it Um, and so for me I just remember being so like once I opened up to the mentor just going here are all the things that I'm grappling with And for them to just be able to go, yes, I know. I remember being there too. Here's some advice for you on how you can navigate that. Here's some books for you to read. Um, Here's some specific steps that you can take. Here's some strategies that will work. Here's some people to support you. Here's some people I want to introduce you to. Um, I was just like blown away. I was like, wow, if I hadn't had this help at that point, where would I be one, two or even three years down the track not accepting that support? Um, So that's from a mentoring point of view. And then with a coach, you know, I think I hired my first coach about two years into my journey, um, and it felt like a pretty big investment at the time, and it 100% paid off. And that's the thing that I always think is it feels scary at the time, but having somebody fully there for you and invested in you, turning up every week or every month to say, right, where are you at, Natalie? What did you say you were going to do last time and how are we tracking on that? Is it still important to you? How much progress have you made? Um, what's blocking you? How can we unblock you is an amazing thing. And it actually really does escalate your growth personally and professionally far more quickly than if you were trying to do it on your own. So every single time I've invested, like I invested about 25000 US in myself last year through programs and courses and mentorship and Directly impacting my business, you know, I can actually see where that's paid off for me from a mindset point of view, um, from a professional point of view, and from an income generation point of view as well. Um, every single time I make an investment in myself or my team, I see growth. So, scary as it is at the time, often it's almost always the best investment, even if just putting the money down to invest in yourself gets you to take it up a notch and go, right, I'm taking myself seriously now. So even if the advice or the coaching isn't perfect for you, because I'm saying that sometimes you might not match up with the right coach or person, the the mere act of saying I'm worth it and I'm going to put some money into me to grow and to learn is usually what I think puts you into the next level of doing what you're doing. It's like you've made
0: a commitment, you've put some um, skin in the game and you're ready to step it up. Interesting. So we have some comments over here on our Ladies Power Lunch Facebook page and Facebook group. I'm sorry. And there definitely are some comments about the busyness Mm -hmm. keeping us from actually achieving our purpose. I know I like to keep myself busy as well. Robin says, I'm guilty of keeping myself busy. Mina says, me too. Sometimes, Robin, I need to set priorities now that are in now that I'm off in the summer, right? So Mm. um, that's very specific to Mina. Um, As far as the idea of coaching goes, we have some comments as well. Barb says, getting expert eyes on specific elements in our business is so helpful. So Mm. I feel like we know that coaching is important. So what's the holdup? Why do some of us Have this great resistance to pulling out the credit card and putting it down and making that investment in ourselves?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think because one, it's going to require some effort on your behalf to seek out and look for the coach for you. And so that might be getting recommendations from friends. Are you working with somebody right now? How has that journey been for you? Um, or trusting that they're actually going to get you the results. So I'd say the main thing is usually like, why is this going to work for me? And, you know, if I put this money down or I invest in it, how do I know I'm going to get that return? Um, and, you know, that's a personal journey that you get to take. I do find recommendations from friends who are doing well with somebody or who have found a great coach is a really nice way to go and have a conversation with them. But also sometimes not knowing who you need. You know, if you are looking to become a professional speaker, um, And do really well in that. You wouldn't just hire anybody. You'd prefer you'd hire a professional speaking coach or somebody Mm -hmm, who could help mm -hmm. you craft your story. Um, And that's what I love about when you do go to invest. You can you can choose pockets. You know, like I want to write a book, which I've written three now, and um, I actually worked with a book coach a little bit last year just to refine my third book. And I hadn't done that in the first one, and it was only just an hour session, but it was so worth it just to have there knowledge and wisdom and ears and eyes on what I was Mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm. even as an accomplished writer you still need guidance coaches have coaches of Um, course including myself right so I think it's about knowing at which point what type of a coach do you need is it somebody who can help you with your business systems is it um, more of a financial coach to help you with your operations and your offers Um, is it a confidence coach is it a mindset coach is it a health coach Um, and so the more specific you can be about okay what is continually blocking. blocking me here that I'm not moving past or I don't have the skills or I've tried learning in and seek out a person who has that specific skill set and knowledge, that's a really nice way to start because you might only need a few sessions with them um, and they'll be able to help you navigate that part, gain the confidence in it for you to then be able to do it for yourself because I think any good coach should give you what you need so that you're building up the skills to be able to make decisions for yourself and take it forward. So, yeah, I think a good way to start is to pick the one thing that you're often blocked on and and finally wake up and go, okay, maybe this is the thing holding me back. Everything else I've kind of got going on pretty well. Let me seek out somebody with expertise in this area specifically and start there and start small and see what progress you make. And then you can start building your kind of I love to call it the dream team of your dream board of advisors. Um, which is a really nice way to think about it and have somebody that you can go to for different areas when
0: you're struggling with them. I enjoy that. Uh, Barb says, I never knew I needed a mindset coach in business. And since hiring one, the growth I've experienced has been exponential in my personal life as well as my business. So uh, there there is evidence that having coaching, having mentorship, having an investment in your future is really helpful going forward. Um, I, I would take a moment to make a shameless plug for the Ladies Power Lunch Coach Concierge who helps match coaches to people who are looking for coaches. So that exists. There is always that option in case people wanted to take advantage of that they can just reach out to us at ladies power lunch and we're happy to help with that so
1: service as well because you know sometimes you go to a recruitment agent right to find the right person that you need to hire having a concierge match make you and say here's you know who we think is great for your specific situation
0: it's excellent so natalie i had a lot of things that i wanted to know about money mindset and when i heard you were coming I was really, really excited to have this conversation with you. Can you share with us, when you have people coming in that you have to coach with this whole idea of elevating your money mindset, what's the number one thing that you find that people struggle with the most?
1: Oh, it's a great question. I would actually say it's probably one of the things that I struggle with the most as well, which is around self. Okay. Self-compassion and giving yourself. Okay. um, Self-compassion for yourself. And by that, I mean really gently looking at yourself and giving yourself some love on why maybe you've been struggling with something and giving yourself the, I guess the release to be able to to fully accept help on that front. Um, once you get to that point of, okay, enough's enough, I'm really ready to move on, to learn more about this, to understand more about myself, but also to be kind and forgiving for where I've come from, which has got me to this point, that's where I feel people are ready to take the next step. Um, And so it sounds really odd for me, because I think in the past, women are really, really good at going, no, I've got it, I, I don't need help, I want to help you instead, rather than actually just sitting there and going no I'm worth it I value myself I value my growth I value my time I value my money Um, and I value being able to do what I really strive for in life like what my passions are once you get to that point of being like yep it's about me actually for once because I know if I start with me and I can grow and improve then that creates that beautiful ripple effect for everybody else in my life so for me That's the starting point is when people recognize they're worth it um, and it's time for them to actually place some importance on them and their priorities and their growth.
0: So what is, what is it that you, you would tell us if you could just hold us and hug us and tell us, listen, this is what you need to do. What would your advice be to us for elevating our money mindset?
1: Hmm. Well, first off, I love hugs. So that's a great start. Love to be able to hug everybody. Um, I think it's actually just about loving on yourself. So the first thing is just recognizing you have untapped potential to be able to do incredible things in this world. And the minute you give yourself permission to be able to do those and love on yourself, um, that gets to actually become a reality. So, so much of money mindset is about coming from a feeling place and intuitively knowing in your body and your mind and your gut and even your yoni, if you If you want to go there um, that you are worth it and that what you want to do is entirely possible when you give yourself permission to do it and for me it's been about getting out of my head This is all the logistical reasons why I can't do this or I can do this. Here's all the you know logical steps that I need to do to make this amount of money, make this amount of impact. But it's when you get into this place of feeling how incredible that would be. Imagine inspiring a thousand women to earn 10k a month or more, or imagine being able to inspire women to take control of their health. Depending on what it is that you do, Um, when you get into that feeling place of being able to visualize that outcome as if it's already there, that's when the mindset really starts to shift because the mind doesn't know what's the difference between reality and what you're visualizing. So a, a small example of that is about well, every single year I do something called the life canvas or painted picture, which is where I envision across about eight areas of my life where I want to be in three years time from now, but I write it and visualize it in the present tense. So when I did this before my first book, I said, I am a best-selling author. Um, I have spoken on a TEDx stage and all of this was completely foreign to me. I was like, I haven't done any of these things, but in three years time, I want to be able to look back and say, yes, I did that. And within one year or less, I had already got the best-selling book and been invited to speak in TEDx. So it's just the power of intention and actually visualizing being there already. That is something that I think More of us need to spend time in every single day. Visualizing that you're already there is really powerful because your mind starts to go, oh, we're actually already there, great. And you start operating from that level of, I am a best-selling author, or I am an amazing speaker, or I am a fantastic accountant or website designer and really stepping in and going oh my gosh i'm already there it really puts you in that place and fast tracks you to where you want to be and it makes it really possible and i think until we invest the time of just being able to daydream and visualize what that would feel like like with every single aspect of our bones and soul um, we don't often appreciate how to get there so we don't need the how at that point we just need to have the vision Um, And then what's amazing is the how happens. It just starts to happen because your mind's already seen the possibility. It goes, great, how do we reverse engineer this and make this work? But most of us hang out in a distracted with your phone, distracted with your laptop, having conversations. We don't even spend 10 minutes a day at the start of the day or the end of the day, just closing our eyes and really envisioning what that would feel like. And the minute you do, it really does shift you and that's probably for some of the people who have taken on mindset coaches they'll see this like oh this is possible now you start operating from a whole new
0: level of possibility interesting you know it's it's sort of it's sort of interesting that something as simple as daydreaming could make such a big and powerful impact why do you
1: think that is I think it has to be intentional daydreaming, Um, mainly because of what I said before is that the mind doesn't necessarily know what's reality from truth. So if we constantly hang out in the day-to-day of what's happening now, that's what our mind will sit with and know. But the minute you expand it and show it something that can stretch it, it starts to go there instead. And if you think about, I remember having a conversation with a male mentor years ago, um not long after i'd had my first multiple six-figure launch which was huge for me it was like didn't even know it was possible and so in the shortest amount of time after a lot of work i'd made you know quarter of a million on this launch um, of a program all about freedom that i loved and this guy talked to me at the time he said that's you know that's incredible how's your business tracking and he said do you think you could you know get to a million in this business in the next couple of years and I, I remember just stopping to pause and going, yep, that's possible because I could now see the path, right? I could see that if I was to expand that, to grow my team, to scale, to raise prices, to whatever, to expand my community, that was possible. And he's like, great, what, what would it take to get to 10 million? And I was like, oh, uh, and I suddenly felt this resistance, right? I was like, oh, that's quite a lot, you know, Hmm. Um, but the more I thought about it, I was like, well, if I really continued on this path and I continue to expand these systems, you know, it wasn't that I needed 10 million or wanted it and still don't to this day. But I was like, well, if I, yes, I could see that. Yep, I could see that as possible. It's a stretch. He's like, great. And what would it take to get to 100 billion? And I remember just going, oh, I don't even, like just mind blown, don't even know. (laughs) It's not even possible. And just even having somebody ask me those questions of, well, what's it going to take to get to here? My mind just was like going, Oh my gosh, I didn't even I hadn't even thought about this. It just immediately expanded and looked at what would it take um, and what was possible. And after that, I just started to expand and increase my revenue even more. Because even though I wasn't aiming for the 10 or even the one, I had now given myself that space to grow into and see what's possible. Whereas before that, I was operating on how do I just, you know, make it through this month or what's the next month gonna be. So what you give space to is what your mind expands into and that's again possibility and belief in what is possible for you
0: so it's really if i'm getting what you're saying correctly it's really that we have to use our imaginations to stretch ourselves so that we make room to grow into that person that makes that kind of money
1: yeah definitely
0: i see What's the core of what you teach to your clients about money mindset mastery? Uh,
1: Something I need to teach more of, I think, but most of the time, and especially in my new book, I'm talking about really valuing yourself and putting an appropriate price on that so that other people know that you're worth it as well. Um, So one of my favorite things to teach is around charging what you're worth. And it's not always about you know, raising your prices. It's truly believing that what you give and what you do in this world is valuable and that you need to be paid accordingly for it. Because when you receive more money for the great work that you do, you again, invest that into others, into other people, into yourself, into your team. And it ultimately goes back into this beautiful um, reciprocal cycle, especially in the economic sense of the term that everybody benefits from it. And I do see that, as I said, right at the beginning of this call, is the one thing that a lot of women do is they just don't put the right value on their experience their skills their knowledge their mindset um, all the life experiences that they have and bring to the table, we often undercharge for undervalue. And as a result, it creates this real lack mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and We go around in circles, not charging enough, then we can't afford the things that we need to do. And we go into a place of scarcity versus abundance. Um, so that's one of the principles, I think, is just getting people to really appreciate and value themselves and know what they're worth and bring their clients and their customers along with them in doing the same and achieving the same level of growth and intentionality around what they're worth and the work that they're doing out there. Um, That'd be the main thing. And that, and really, as I said, having this big, clear vision and mission for yourself and why you do what you do every day and not being dissuaded or sidetracked by other things that aren't serving you to bring that to life. So I think it's really important to have a, a big why. Why do I do what I do? And how do I then help people and what is it that allows me to do that? But starting with why is what gets you up in the morning on the days when you're not motivated or when you're off track or when you think you can't go on. It's who am I serving and why is that important and what's the impact I want to make in the world? Um, And from there, everything else springs forward. You can have the best systems in the world. You can have the best offers. But if you don't have the why to back that up, like why is this important to me um, Even if you're making really good money, if you're not driven by a greater sense of purpose of how you're helping others and what you want to achieve in the world, I think none of it really matters.
0: Interesting. I'm really resonating with a lot of what you're saying. You know, I, I will, will invite you to share about your book in a few minutes. We we have a couple of comments, and I just want to make sure that I acknowledge them. Uh, Robin says it recently hit me all the signs that have been given to me to show me to launch my vision, a new brand. While I want more than anything to live my dream and earn great money while doing it, I paralyze myself with thoughts and to what Natalie said before, fear of success and stepping into my full potential. And then Barb is excited about the idea of visualization and Mm. using that as a tool to make magic happen. She says, you can see it, you believe it, you can live it. I like that a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm. And we have another comment, it's easy to forget what experience we have. And I think that's referring to us undervaluing ourselves. So something that I really wanted to make sure that we covered during our time, and would you believe it? We're almost 45 minutes in. Are we? Oh my God. We are. The time goes by so <laughs> fast when you're having fun. So here, here's the question that I really, really want to make sure that we address before you go, Natalie. Let's talk pricing here because it's, it's a big issue for female entrepreneurs. It really, really is. I even look at our members and I look at their offerings and I say to them, I'm about to buy your package, but guess what? It's too cheap.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So wow. what do you have to say to us about really pricing ourselves appropriately? Oh,
1: it's such a great topic. And um, I do talk about it all. I'm just going to put this in here because um, one, I do have a whole chapter on judging what you're worth in there because this frustrates me so much because I've been there as well. Um, I think one reason why a lot of us price too low is fear of people finding out that we're not as credible as we might be. It was, it's this inbuilt fear, even when it's not true of, What if I can't deliver the results that they need? And then they've paid me quite a lot of money for this. I'm going to feel like a fake or a fraud or like I've let them down. So they often go with those lower prices just to sort of ease into it and go, well, this will be a good start and this won't put them out too much if they pay me this, but then I can work with them, get them some great results and they'll be happy. Um, But what it does is it undermines actually the value of your work. And if people see you as too cheap, they're going to question, well, Really, are you an amazing coach or consultant or whatever if you're charging that little? Been there, done that. And you're coming at it from often a place of, oh, but I just want everybody to experience this or I want it to be affordable. Um, The biggest one that I get quite a few lines from in the 10K club is, but I know they can't afford it. And I was like, how do you know they can't afford it? And people will pay you know, whatever it takes for something that they see as valuable. So by you saying they won't be able to afford it, I'll make it cheap. You're already doing them a disservice and assuming that they can't afford you or that they don't see the value in it. And as I said before, it does create this really terrible cycle of lack because if you're not charging enough, you can't then invest in, you know, improving your brand or you're hiring more people on your team. And often women don't take into account the preparation, the admin, their existing expenses and everything when they're pricing. So they're often left with no profit from it, which is really just heartbreaking to see. So they don't take into account, let's just take a coach, for example. They'll go, oh, I'm just charging for the one session, so I'll charge X. But they're not taking into account the fact that they had to market that session they then had to go through the booking process. Maybe they did a, a form to get more information. Maybe there were some emails that got sent before and after. Then they do the actual call and give all their value. Then they follow up Then they give the recording. They give notes and all of that is maybe three or four hours of your time, but you've just charged for one hour of it. And suddenly you turn around and you're looking and going, I actually you only made $25 an hour from that as an example. Why am I suddenly feeling the sense of lack or feeling poor? Well, that's because I haven't taken into account all the other factors that make me who I am and the time and effort and energy that's gone into serving this person. So often I think that pricing is just a direct reflection of your own worth and value and how you see yourself, um, which you then reflect onto your customers. And then if you're constantly undercharging and not pricing yourself enough, as you just said, you often see in your group, then other people start to value what you're doing as less because they're like, if she doesn't value herself. How can I value herself, um, value her? So it always surprises me when, and Robin's a great example of this, you know, when you do put your price up and you put your price up again and you start to factor those things in and people are still prepared to pay it, there'll be a price point at which people are like, that's quite a lot, but I'm willing to invest it. And it's not up to you to necessarily find that for your clients. It's up to you to factor in what is this worth? What is the transformational result that I'm going to get people through the services that I provide or the offers or the products or the courses? Um, And what is that worth to them? Because, for example, if you think about your health, if somebody is going to give you back the energy that you've been missing or ease that pain that you've had for years or show you how to finally accept food and nourish your body with it, that could be priceless to you. And if you're not necessarily thinking about the transformational result and the value behind that and pricing based on your own fears or inadequacies or lack of worth in yourself, um, you're going to see a real discrepancy straight away and you're going to lose those people who were probably more than prepared to pay you what you're worth.
0: I'm really happy that you mentioned about charging more because people might actually not realize that your service is worth it, and I think I remember a conversation that happened a couple of weeks ago with a particular service provider who does amazing work, but got bypassed because her price point was so low that when bids were being considered, she wasn 't even in the running mm-hmm. at all so there, there, is, there, there are lots of questions, though, that are coming up. For example, one of our members is asking, what about when people say you're too pricey? What do you do then?
1: Mm, that's a great question. That's often on them. And, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. They may not be the right client for you or they're simply not seeing the value of the result or transformation you can give them in that moment. So there's two things you can work on there is one, better showing the value that you provide for that price, and two, actually overcoming their objections as to why they think they're too pricey. Because people will say that when they're fearful or they have some other thing that's coming up for them and they're really looking for validation and confidence that by choosing you, it's going to be money well spent and they're going to see a return on their investment. So too pricey, is one, it's usually their problem and or you haven't done enough to overcome their objections or it's really their own fear here of I don't think I can invest in myself. Am I worth it? Should I be taking this leap? So never take it personally. I think it's actually quite a pleasant compliment if somebody says, I can't afford you. Maybe they actually can't. Maybe they're not the right person for you. Or as I said, they have some sort of objection that you haven't overcome yet as to why it isn't a no-brainer to work with you. Um, because people will afford what they really, really want. Trust me, I've seen it over the years. And if you just coming back to that price of, you know, freemium versus premium, when you price low because you want people to be able to work with you or you want to be able to help everybody and anybody, um, you're going to stay stuck in that cycle versus niching down and saying, no, I charge what I worth because I'm really good at what I do and I get results. You might have fewer clients, but they'll be paying you more. And if you think about why does somebody buy a first class, Plane ticket versus economy because instantly the price makes them feel they're going to get better service, better food, better luxury seating, better quality of everything on that flight, and they're saying, "Well, I'm worth it, so I'm going to go for first class." Um, And when you undercharge, people see it as economy, and they're like, "It's probably not going to be as good as this one over here, which is maybe a hundred or a thousand dollars more." So I'm probably going to choose this one because it will automatically makes it feel like there's something better about this option versus this. So for that service provider you were talking about, they really unfortunately did do themselves a disservice by pricing, um, you know, affordably versus really what they were going to be worth to that
0: person. I'm really, really happy that you, you drilled down on that. And yes, I definitely invite everybody to go on out and get your book and pull up that chapter on pricing and dive into it with both hands because this is something that I feel that every single member of our group could benefit from reaching into before you go though barb can um natalie i'm looking at barb's comments she says <laughs> excuse me while i go to my website and raise my prices <laughs> yes I love it. <laughs> so That's good. hilarious.
1: So um
0: <laughs> before you go, give us give us a couple of do's and don'ts as far as money mindset goes.
1: Hmm. Uh, So do do the work. This is your life that you're investing in here. This is your quality of mind. This is your future. This is your wealth. This is your abundance. So as I said, even just 10 minutes a day of stepping into that visualization that I call in the life canvas of where you want to be, I don't understand actually and I'm saying this to myself why when we have 24 hours in a day we spend a tiny amount of it actually working on our own selves and how we think and how we behave because our thoughts affect our behaviors and our behaviors affect our actions. You know even half an hour in the morning or throughout the day to work on your strategy on your big picture thinking and visualizing where you want to be is going to make a huge difference. Um, So that's a definite do and a don't. A biggest one that I also talk about in the book is Don't surround yourself with naysayers and critics and people who haven't done what you've done or are going where you're going, because you need that. You need your dream team around you. You need that board of advisors, be it peers, friends, mentors, coaches telling you what you are capable of on the days when you don't feel like you have it in you Um, and you don't need the well-meaning friends, family or critics who are like, well, you couldn't possibly do that. You've never done it before. Often they're just projecting their own fears on you. They're fearful for you, or they're seeing their own inadequacies or doubts and fears in them, and so they're projecting that onto you. And that just helps nobody. As much as they love you, they are not well intentioned. So please surround yourself with people who've been where you want to be, um, or think the world of you, and are going to give you that boost and support on the days when you need it most.
0: And. Another shameless plug for Ladies Power Lunch. Just want to say that it's such a wonderful thing that we have this beautiful community, a uh, very diverse community of women, entrepreneurs, and a few men who are at all different stages of development in their business. We even have retirees in the group. So if there is something that you are looking for, if there is some mentorship or some kind of coaching that you're looking for, if there's somebody that you need to talk, if you're looking to develop your dream team around you, I'm pretty sure you can find it in our group. Tell us a little bit about Any hacks or tech, any podcasts, books, any resources that you think we should just be plugging into right now to elevate our money mindset?
1: Yeah, great question. So I'm a big fan of Denise Duffield Thomas. She's um, an Australian. She has some great books like Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. Um, And she is an amazing money mindset coach who really walks the talk. I also love that her advice is practical and down to earth and very doable, which is important, right? Because you need to resonate with the person you're learning from. Um, So Denise is great. Her books are great. Um, I will give a little plug to my podcast, the Untapped podcast, which is all about Tapping into Your Potential and Getting Paid to Be You. So it goes live every week. Um, I believe Robin has been on that podcast because I'm often interviewing not only experts, but also some of my clients who are just making incredible shifts because I love being able to tell people's story of where they came from and where they're heading to. Um, And it's all about, yeah, tapping into potential, which I love. And who can go past? It still stands the test of time, even though it's decades old. Think and Grow Rich, just from a perspective. And there's Think and Grow Rich for women, there's Think and Grow Rich for kids. But I, I actually really like the free version on YouTube where you can see Napoleon Hill and this black and white version of him sitting behind his bureau desk. It's so old-fashioned and so traditional and so male-dominated. But the actual information in that book is fantastic for you, really. Once again, stepping into your vision of yourself, your personal success, your dream team around you. It's just really good to listen to on a weekly basis Um, kind of cathartic because he has this old-fashioned voice Um, and it's a really great book that's influenced my life a lot the principles are very sound in it so I think those will be just three that I'll leave people with for now not to overwhelm them
0: I enjoy all of those suggestions. I invite everybody to take advantage of it. Last thing, Natalie, what do you have going on? I'm sure there are people who are watching, people who are listening, who are thinking to themselves, this woman is amazing. I really would like to reach out to her. I have to get to know her. How can people get in touch with you? How can they connect with you? Do you have any upcoming events or are there any ways that people can participate with your programs?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for the offer. And I'd also like to thank Robin for introducing us. So that's why I'm here today, which is such an amazing opportunity to be able to speak to your wonderful community. So thanks, Robin, who is a 10k club member. So I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the club. Um, In short, a lot of people want to earn this magical five figures a month or six figures a year. And I started the 10k club to really focus on not just that, like that's one of the results is how do you consistently create more income on a consistent basis that allows you to earn five figures a month so you can live the lifestyle that you want, hang out with the people you want, do the things you want um, in a way that feels easeful and graceful to you, not like hustling and struggling. Um, and it's a beautiful, intimate, small community of women from around the world who are all making those shifts. There's some people who are at a couple of thousand a month. There's some who are actually you know, multiple five figures a month, but they're all in the process of growing, doing the mindset work, building out their systems and their business, really nailing in on their niche and their offers and their marketing and how they present themselves and that belief in what they do and the impact they're going to have. Um, it's one of the favorite things I've ever designed. I, I put it out just before lockdown last year and I was thrilled at the response that even during a time like that in a crisis, people were like, no, I still need to invest in myself and I want to be part of a rich community where we help each other. It's a very generous giving, probably like your community, amazing gift giving of the knowledge and skills and experience across the women that are in that. Um, So nataliesisson.com forward slash 10k like 10k I would love for you to check it out Um, but also I just ran my first ever virtual summit called monetize you summit you can see a thing and it was an incredible experience I got 10 amazing women to speak about different ways that you can take your skills your knowledge and your experience and monetize yourself into digital courses products um, coaching Service providers, agencies, podcasting, speaking, writing books. So, if people are interested in that, monetizeusummit.com is a
0: great place to go across and find out more. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I would like to say thank you to all the people who joined us over in our Ladies Power Lunch Facebook community. Thank you so much for all your comments, your questions. And, Natalie, I know it's pretty early in the morning tomorrow in New Zealand. (laughs) Thank you for greeting us from the future. The good news is the future is beautiful. It is. It's bright and rosy. (laughs) Bright and rosy. So we have that to look forward to tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate you stopping in. And I would just love to let you know that the red carpet is down. The doors are open. The welcome mat is down for you to come on back on the show and share more of your wisdom with us when you have a chance. Thanks, everybody. See you guys on the next show. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com, and find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.